Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters, plugging the drain in your money bath and filling it with wealth. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, what, what, what am I doing? I'm staring at your face. Yes. I, I really like that one. I actually do you like that, that one. That was my favorite there, yeah. yeah. That was from uh, uh, at Curtis Squatch through Thanks, Twitter. Curtis. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, the a de- highly contentious topic. Yeah, I think so. The debt snowball method versus the stack method of paying down your debts. Mm. Uh, but before we get started, are you are you drinking anything? Uh, I actually have no liquids in the room right oh, now. Oh wow, you're going dry in this episode. <laughs> Seriously, this is a dry run. Oh, Mouth my, is just mm, yeah. Mm. I'm drinking water. <laughs> uh, before we get started, guys, if you have questions about personal finance or money. Or investing or paying off your debts or budgeting, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And we want your submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Andrew liked this week's catchphrase, or this week, this week's catchphrase, this it's today's day. catchphrase, because we're a daily podcast now. Damn. 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 Twitter. Send them in Twitter. At Money Matters, man. That's our Twitter handle. We're getting a lot of followers. We are, yeah. we are interacting. We want yeah, ask questions through Twitter. Uh, send us links that you find. We will we will we will retweet. We will do whatever. That's fun. Um. So, uh, I want to get into it. Mm. I want to get into this because uh, I'm, I'm currently writing an article about it. I I, I'm, I feel very passionate about this subject. Um. Number one, because first of all, our buddy, our friend, <laughs> <laughs> our companion. Dave Ramsey is involved. <laughs> he uh, is an advocate for this for the debt snowball method. Now, uh, these are two different methods that uh, we use to pay off debts, right? Mm-hmm. And there are two just different ways of going about it. But I want to give some stats that uh, uh, Candace had sent over to us uh, from an article on the Huffington Post, and I think these are important. So, four in ten millennials consider themselves overwhelmed by debt. So, four to ten people of our generation, of our, of our generation feel overwhelmed, and that's in quotes. And now I'll read the rest of it. Wells Fargo found in a recent survey of 1,639 millennials between the ages of 22 and 33 – Forty-seven percent of millennials are devoted are devoting half of their paycheck or more to paying debt, and fifty-six percent report living paycheck to paycheck. That wow. sucks. That's wow. That's I didn't know it was that insanely bad. Yeah, here's another one. I knew it was bad. But. Yeah, here's another one. Ready? Mm. Uh, college-educated millennials struggle to get by. Half of graduates two years out of school are still relying on their family for financial support. According to the University of Arizona study of more than 1,000 of its former students, among graduates who had found full-time jobs, nearly half said they still relied on family support. Only 300 of those surveyed said they were completely self-sufficient. So I just want to go out and say that that maybe speaks worse for the the University of Arizona than necessarily everyone. Isn't that like the part? Isn't that the big party school? It is. That's yeah. that's the one you go for to learn how to properly do a keg stand. Right. It's all about the form. Right. Flip yeah. cup one hundred and one. Exactly. Right. Okay. But um, 
Yeah, because it was all their former students. But still, I imagine it's not that <laughs> I can far off. Introduction huh? to beer bongs. <laughs> uh, so those are really bad statistics. These stats should scare you. Especially if you're thinking of going to Arizona University. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be one of those four, and I'm not, but thankfully. Mm. So let's uh, – all right. Hmm. This is like one of those topics that I'm writing about, and what's really overwhelming for me is the math in it. Uh, so here I'm going to give you the overall uh, gist. Well, well, one has math and the other one has emotion, faith. Yeah, we could say no. It's emotion. It's emotional payoff versus mathematical correctness. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's unfair to even isolate it like that because I think. But I mean, they look. The methods are the same, right? It's just the order in which you do them is different. Right. I mean, you're you're paying off your debt. That's that's the gist of it. Right. So here's how it works. For here's how here's how you should pay off your debts. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you you take you focus on one credit card or one student loan at a time. You pay the minimum balances on all the rest of them, and you put as much money as you can towards just one of them until it's completely paid off. Once it's paid off, that money that you were putting towards it, you move to the next one. However, you still pay. You're still paying the minimum payment, so you're adding what you're what you what you used to pay off the first credit card and putting it on top of the next credit card, along with the whatever money you were using for the minimum ba- uh, for the minimum payment, and you're paying that one off until it's done. And then you take all that money and you move it to the next one. So this is it's it's basically stacking. And well, I was going to say your description actually makes me feel like both are stack and snowball yes, so it's the, kind of the names are not using the to, names are not great i'll admit that but those are that's that's basically the gist of it that's how you should pay off your credit cards uh mm-hmm. adam carroll had a great analogy he said if you know if you're putting money towards all of your credit cards if like you, you know you're you're trying to put you know say the minimum payments are for the for example twenty dollars on every single credit card and you have five credit cards and now and now because you think all right well i have extra 20 bucks i'm going to put or an extra 25 bucks, I'm going to put $5 on each of them. So now you're paying 20, you know, that's like trying to toast a piece of bread with a flashlight. Right. That's his analogy. <laughs> uh, and I think that's, well, that's mathematically that doesn't work. Right. Cause you're still mm. collecting interest. You're slowly paying. I mean, minimum payments basically hold you at nothing. They basically keep you at zero. Right. Right. You're basically just paying interest at that point. Well, I think I think like uh, they give you like that sheet in the mail, and they'll yeah. say if you do the minimum payment, it'll take you roughly like twelve years. Right, so right. you know you are making progress, but just... it's very slow progress. Yeah. Uh, so you really should be paying the minimum payments on all your cards except for the one you're focusing on. Now, here's where it gets. Here's where the I difference. Just wanna, I just want to interrupt real quick. Yeah. Uh, because you quoted Adam, I just want to say he's episode thirty-two for anyone who wants to listen to that one. Thank you. Yeah. Boom. I, yeah. Very good. See, I can be helpful. You can. <laughs> Tell okay. me, what were you going to say? Well, okay, so the big difference between the stack versus the snowball method, Dave Ramsey, let's re- I want to reiterate, mm-hmm. recommends the snowball method, and I'll do that one first. The snowball method is paying off your lowest balance credit card or loan first. So if you have a Discover card in this case, doesn't matter what the 
interest rate is, he's saying whatever the lowest balance is. So if you have a credit, you know, a credit card with maybe like a thousand dollar balance mm-hmm. and a you know twelve percent interest rate, pay that one off first. Even if you have a card that has a hundred thousand dollars on it and a twenty eight percent interest rate, he's still telling you to pay off the lowest one first. And the reason is is because it's an emotional win. It's a quick win in your brain that mm. says, I can I tackled off I got rid of one credit card. I can do I can do this. Mm. I have the power, right? There is nothing wrong with that. In it's uh for the emotional win. There is something wrong with it because meanwhile you are if you have a credit card that's got twenty eight percent interest and there's a hundred thousand dollars on it, you are spending Probably more money uh, in interest on that credit card than you would paying off the first one. So see, mathematically, it's stupid. It, see, we the, here's the thing where I have a problem is because they say emotional win, mm-hmm. and uh, for me, like uh, you know, say say I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt, I would feel emotional wins seeing that hundred thousand become ninety nine thousand and ninety eight thousand. Right, you know, that's I, progress. I, I don't think any everyone is like that. You mm. are like that for sure because you are a numbers man. Mm. You have a data brain. Whereas for me, maybe that's not – I mean I did not use the snowball method because I'm not an idiot. Um, because here's here's the deal. The stack method – Wait, wait. You're saying you didn't use a stack method? No, no. I didn't use the snowball method because I did my research before paying off my debt and I'm and this is why I'm so passionate about it. Well, because see, here's the thing. Now I'm actually confused. Which one's which? Which one's the, the hardcore numbers one? The next one I'm going to describe right now. Which did you describe first? The snowball. Oh, okay. Which is paying off your lowest balance credit card first. These names are confusing. They're like ridiculously confusing. No, one snowball, one stack. I know, but they, it kind of feels like it describes both. But, but tell me. Tell me about the, the stack. Stack is when you pay off the highest interest credit card first. See, I think that makes sense. Like, Well, it, I, it, it does mathematically make sense. And, and like... It, it makes you sense don't have in two to, ways. You don't even have to do the math to no. know that it makes sense. It makes sense two ways. You will pay off your debt faster, and you will pay, and you will spend less money overall in interest. Yeah. So it's it costs less in the long run to pay off the debt using the stack method, and you can do it faster. It's like you could take two extra years to pay off your debt because you're like all emotional and well, blah, here's blah. Or where you could just get it done. Here's where right it way. could overlap, though. So if you have if you're if you, if you happen to have your highest interest credit card also be your lowest balance credit card, win win. So you're getting yeah. the emotional payoff and you're getting and you're doing it correctly. And you're See, doing I, it mathematically correct. Okay. I mean I agree with you. I, I just don't think that's the only emotional thing is let getting me, let me give you an example that I got. Mm-hmm. Um so, for example, if you have uh, – I think I found this on Lifehacker or one of those mm. websites, and I, I probably should look that up. But if you, Like a site on the internet. Yeah, a site on the internet. Yeah, one of those okay. web, web things. Uh, we'll for, put that in the show notes. If you have $10,000 credit card at 20% interest where you pay a minimum payment of $200 a month, you will end up taking nine years and eight months to pay off the actual amount of 21680 including – $11,680 in interest. Okay, you, you have to read that again. Okay. That was a lot of numbers. All right. Here's, this is the problem with the snowball method. If you've got a credit card that's got a $10,000, you're maxed out at $10,000, mm-hmm. and it's a 20% interest. This is so that's, common. That's pretty high. Yeah. It's high, yes. 
This is this is the one you be let's let's say if you're using the snowball method, this is the one you'd be waiting for. This is because this has the highest interest rate. You'd save this till the end. You basically. would save this till the end in the snowball method, depending on what your other credit cards have. Mm-hmm. So the minimum payment is two hundred dollars a month. If you were to make the minimum payment, and just do the minimum nothing payment, else, nothing right? else, it would take you nine years and eight months. So basically, ten years to pay off. And at the end of it, you will have paid twenty one thousand dollars instead of the ten thousand dollars. It's a lot of extra money. It's a ridiculous no reason. It's, it's double. Yeah. So don't you buy you, your pool for ten thousand dollars, and you technically bought more than two pools. You bought two pools at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So doesn't it make sense to pay off that credit card first to put as much money as you can to the highest interest credit card first? It does. Yeah. It absolutely does. The there there is math, right? So mm. um, and I'll, and I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to go read a quote from Dave Ramsey. I, I should have pulled this up. Uh, he, while, while you're pulling that up, yeah. I just want to say that there are now liquids in my room. I am oh, sipping right. so what do you got a now? tasty iced coffee. Mm. See, see uh, yeah, cause, so Dave Ramsey has, I'm looking at the simple dollar right now. So Dave Ramsey, he says... To make a list of all your... This is the snowball method. He calls it the Dave Ramsey snowball method, which I don't think he came up with, but here it is. He makes, he makes a list... He's got a, a big ego. Well, whatever. So do we. Our ego will crush his ego. <laughs> My, uh, <laughs> make a list of all your credit cards. Rank in order from the highest balance to the smallest balance. Beginning with the card with the smallest balance, pay as much as you can on the card while paying the minimums on all the other cards. Once the card is... Once the card with the smallest balance is paid off, take the amount you are paying towards that card and apply it to the card with the next lowest balance. Keep keep on keeping on until all the cards are paid off. Now, in contrast to the snowball method, there's uh, Susie Orman's method. All so right, this is interesting. Her method is different. Her method, uh, which was found in, in, in The Road to Wealth, figure out the largest possible amount you can afford to pay each month towards all your credit card balances together. Add $10 to each minimum payment that your credit card company is asking you to pay Add up all your minimum payments plus ten dollars for each. Hopefully, the difference between the figure found in step one is greater than the figure found in step three. If so, apply the difference to the car with the highest interest rate. All right, I'm going to be the dumb one and say like I'm not really following. I'm not uh, following either. I I mean, look. Can you, can you send, can you link me real quick? Because this is like. I, maybe Susie Orman's just her her methods in general are not the better or worse ones. They're just the most complex. Here's the ones. bottom line. She says apply it to the credit card with the highest interest rate. That's what she says. That's what she says. Oh, okay. So yeah, at the very end, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I want to. I want to. Here's here's what I want to do. There's a, a website called SavvyMoney.com, and what she did. And this is Jean uh, Chatsky. Mm. Right, so she has two different um, fictitious people. One option was to pay it off the snowball method, and one option was to pay it off the the stacking method. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's so it's it's four credit cards, and they all have the same balance. They all have the same. They have different minimum payment. They they don't. Have, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting confused here. There's five credit cards, right? All with different interest rates. There's four credit cards. I'm sorry. Jesus, my God, what the hell? Bulletproof coffee does not work. Your brain is butter right now. My dude. brain is just melted butter. <laughs> what the hell, man? But you're smiling because it was clearly very tasty. Uh, 
I want I know I want a regular cup of coffee with sugar in it. I have iced coffee right here. Yeah, sugar dude. and cinnamon. Mm. Mm. Courtesy of my wife. My wife. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the in the in the show notes. But <clears throat> here's the deal: four credit cards, all different interest rates. These are seventeen percent, twenty four point nine, eleven point nine, twenty eight point nine. They all have different balances. One is four hundred. One is seven hundred. One is two thousand. One is five thousand. They all have different minimum payments. And here's the thing: so just in the way that you order them. When you go to pay them off, with the stack method, you will pay oh, you three, will, uh, roughly three hundred dollars in more or four hundred. Four hundred and fifty dollars you will save. You won't have to pay at the end of it all, and you will get out of debt earlier. I mean, it, it's hard to describe because they're they're not able to see the numbers, and it's like a lot of math involved. Yeah, but- I'm sending you the link there because that's the link of the charts. You know, again, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at it with you. That's why oh, I knew okay. there was four cards instead of five. Oh, okay, right. But I, I guess that the point is, like, um, wait, what, what's the total of their minimum payments? See, here's the thing: is that when you or like in this scenario, the lowest balance is four hundred dollars. So you could pay that off probably in one month and be oh, like do- a winner, right? But there's a credit card with five thousand dollars, and that's going to take you longer to pay off. So you they so the idea is that. You might with the snowball method, you will get this sense of like accomplishment and you will keep and it will help you to keep going. With the stack method is you might like kind of fizzle out and not do it because it's such a large amount to tackle and you won't feel that initial win. That's so, the so difference. So check this out. Yeah. So th- there's roughly eight thousand in debt. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, it's it's like eight thousand one hundred dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. They're paying three hundred dollars a month to pay the whole thing off. Mm-hmm. Uh it would take an extra month and a half. If you did it not based on the highest interest first. Right. The snowball method. Right. So an extra month and a half of your life is going to be dedicated in this scenario towards paying down debt. And $8,000 is not a lot of debt. It's not. Right? Like most people have like hella. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Or like, yeah. So I'm saying, imagine like if that's $8,000, how much exponentially more time it will take you to pay it off Mm -hmm. if you just don't take like the two minutes to look at all your interest rates mm-hmm. and just focus on the biggest one first. Highest interest rate first. Right. So you know what? If you have $100,000 debt and you do the Dave's Ramsey method, you'll be happily paying and you'll be emotionally thrilled that you'll be paying debt for an additional two to three years because you couldn't just look at your interest rates and well, let me, uh, do the smart thing. Let me try to add an emotional element to the stack method, the one that we recommend, the one that I've used personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. The emotional element is this. You will have an extra in this in this particular case four hundred and fifty dollars. That that if you were to use the other method, you would not have. So you're gonna basically spend four hundred and fifty dollars to get rid of your debt, or not spend that much money. Mm-hmm. So think about what you can do with the money that you won't be. That's your reward money. Okay. That's right. the money that you are gonna save and you are gonna use. To go buy yourself something nice because you paid off all your debts and you deserve it. Yeah. Like, and so when you do the, you do the, the stack method and then you buy yourself a brand new iPhone 
when you're done. Or yeah, I mean, to celebrate. Depending on what you're into. I mean, oh, you buy yeah, you buy a brand new. No one buys Nutribullet. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> exactly, you buy yourself a, a new iPhone and a Nutribullet, and then you send Dave Ramsey an angry letter in the mail. <laughs> an angry <laughs> letter, personal, handwritten letter. Exactly. Uh, you Signed know, in blood. But here's the thing. I get, I get where he's coming from. You know, it's the idea of this emotional win. I'm not. I'm saying if look, that's fine. Here's the bottom line, though. No matter what method you choose. Okay. I, oh, wait, wait a minute. Again. Let me finish mm. my point. Can I? Can I finish? <laughs> God. God damn it. No. That, that 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 right there is a difference between our podcast and Dave Ramsey. Because Dave Ramsey doesn't With, scream and he's. Because <laughs> Dave Ramsey praises God and we say his name in vain. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So, uh, you know. The, the the point is you need to focus on one credit card at a time. You mm. cannot – I know friends that are doing this. You can't blanket, like overpay on all your credit cards at the same time. You It will take you forever. It will not it – will, it will just take you forever and you will spend a lot more in interest over at the, towards the end of it. And you will not feel accomplished. You will feel like – I am. I've been doing this for eight years. Like, why is is this not working? Because you are not focusing on one credit card at a time. That is l- the only thing that these two things have in common. These two methods have in common, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, I don't care which method you go for, as long as you're doing, as long as you're focusing on one credit card. But if you're smart, and we know that you are, because you are listening to a podcast about personal finance, so I know you want to get better, and I know you yeah. want to get out of debt. The intentions really. The what intentions matters. there. So do the smart thing and ignore Dave Ramsey in this case. <laughs> and do the some smart other thing cases. and delete his podcast. And delete off his of podcast. iPhone. Right. And if it's an Android phone, sell it and get an iPhone. Look, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't listen to Dave Ramsey. I'm sure he has some good advice. He can't all be all that bad. But in this case, I feel like he, he is doing a disservice to his listeners because they are en- they are going to end up spending more money. And they're more time paying off their debts just to get that initial. Dude, you say Dave Ramsey is not that bad. Did you see the picture of him with doing the dirty Sanchez? No, I, that's not real. I, I'm no, pretty sure. No, I, no, no, no. Don't spread rumors. <laughs> Don't spread rumors. It could have just been another dude with a goatee who is really old. I mean, you know. Uh, so not to not to pick on Dave Ramsey too much in this episode uh, because he did not create the debt snowball. He's just an advocate for it. Uh, we are an advocate for the stack method. I have an article on Listen Money Matters about paying off my debts, and I will tell you exactly how I did it. Mm. I I have a whiteboard, and I took a picture of it. I uh, wrote down. I had, think I had like and four. This is or five. the guy who had the BMW. Oh, yeah. This is the guy who also had seven cars. So yep. he clearly, yeah. Yep. I wrote down. I just sat down, and I went on. You know, all my statements for my credit. This is just 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 credit card, by the way, because I have no student loan debt. And I went through and I listed out all my credit cards, the name of the card. How much interest it was, you know, annual interest, how what the balance was, what the due date was, what the minimum payments were. And I wrote them down all on the whiteboard. And then I ordered them by, uh, you know, interest, interest rate. rate, right? Highest one first. And my highest interest rate one was 24%. And I had, I think, $25,000. I'm so, oh, God, no. $2,500 on it. I was like, $25,000, dude. No, damn. no. But, hmm. No, it was $2,500. You were lucky. Your your biggest debt was related to cars, and it was yeah. lower interest rate. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I, I ranked it first, and I 
made the minimum payments on all the cards. I just I automated it. So I set up all of my other cards to just automatically pay the minimum payment. I didn't even have to think about it. And I used a combination of my TD Bank at the time, like the mm. automatic bill pay, and like Discover Card has like a, a pretty uh, useful system, right? So, so, so to pay off the – to do, just do the minimum payment. And mm. then I sat down and I figured out how much I could afford to pay off the $2,500 card. Mm. And I put everything I had into it. I would any extra money that I made from anything I put towards that card. And I and I since it was a whiteboard, I could easily erase and write the new number down. I, I just want to say also, well, I want to say two things, but I want to say first, like it was, I think, critical that you put everything in it because a lot of people ask, like, well, I mean, should I save some money or should I invest some money while you're in debt? And it's it's like aside from mortgage. And aside from some student loan and like your interest rates like below say five percent or something, like no, like don't say put it all in debt because it does not make sense. It's the same thing as doing snowball instead of stack, right? You're you're putting money into the least efficient place possible. And if an emergency happens, I mean, look, you you dug yourself, you're you're already underground, you're deep in a ditch. Mm-hmm. So you gotta at least get level before you can so I'm. I wasn't really keen on what you were. What your point was there. So what are you? What are you advising here? Because uh, I, I was harping on the point that you threw everything extra that you had everything at your debt. Yes. And I'm saying like that is what you do. Aside from the mortgage, aside from student loans with like an extremely low interest rate, you know, like below five percent or something like that. And aside from 401k matching from your company. Yeah, and I yeah I actually want to say so I have a post coming out also like uh, it'll it'll be out by the time like you listen to this. Here's the thing: but I always accept free cash. So yes. if you have matching your four hundred one k and you have a hundred thousand in debt, but uh, and your debt's interest rate is at twenty five percent, you get a hundred percent gain when you contribute to your four hundred one k and there's matching. Right. So your return is already four times higher than like the worst interest rate. Here's an easy way to put it: mm. if you are in Student loan debt or credit card debt. Well, I'm just going to say credit card debt at this point. Mm. If you are in credit card debt, uh, you only can invest into one thing, and that is a 401k up to the amount that your employer will match. And if there's no matching, then you don't or, or, have that. Or it's or it's not, or if it's like less than sixty cents on the dollar matching, then then you can't do it because it doesn't pay off your sense. debts. Mm. Now, I don't know about student loan debt. I mean, I know it's important to pay it off, but student loan debt is So I, I did the calculations than, before than cards. because uh, well, a lot of people have been contesting like the paying down student loan debt versus not. Mm-hmm. And you get tax credits. Versus investing. Versus investing. Yes. So, so as, as a type of debt, real quick, if you up to, and it's roughly $41,000 in student loan debt. Mm-hmm. You can write that off the interest on your taxes, mm-hmm. and it, it's like it's like roughly up to thirty five hundred dollars. So if you have sixty thousand dollars, you know this for sure. Yes, I know. I know for sure that uh, you can write up off up to uh, like it's it's right around the forty thousand dollar mark, like forty one thousand something. Okay. So if you have more than that, you have to at least bring it to forty thousand dollars, and then and then you know it's debatable. Whether you focus on that or not. Bring what to $40,000? Your student loan debt. Okay, and you can write off $40,000 of student loan debt, but anything more than the, that, you the can't interest. write off the yeah, interest the, on that. 
Yeah, so any interest above $40,000, you can't. However, you can only do this if you make uh, less than $75,000 a year. Okay. So. And you're going to write something about this? Uh, I, I will write something about this, but. Yeah. Yeah. To give it more de- detail, because I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm really not following. Yeah, okay, so I'll do a separate thing. But uh, to jump back to the debt, yeah. I just want to say on the emotional aspect of the stack method, right? The one where you focus on the industry first. Yes. Uh, what I find inspiring, and maybe there'll be other people as well, is watching the graph, like uh, the amount of your debt, like graphically go to zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this awesome tool, and, and friends of the show, good, ready I was for mention z- it. Yeah, sorry, ready I, for zero. Yes. Uh, I mean, besides the fact you can automate your debt payment through them, and you can order it. So, like, literally, the entire process will be automated. Mm-hmm. So, you wouldn't even need to whiteboard it like you did. Like, they will pull in the interest rates. They'll help you. It, it, it's all automated. But you're going to see this. I think it's fucking cool, this graph. And I do with my mortgage debt, actually. And you could watch it go down. So, you can find, like, inspiration through that, through progress. You know? And, and I, I think... If anything, their tool is awesome just for that. Are you using besides the automation? Hmm? Are you using Ready for Zero for your mortgage debt? Um, I'm not paying through it. I'm not using the automation. You're using the free. I'm using the free one to okay. just track because I find it interesting, and and I also, um, I should do that. Yeah, you know, I, I just think it's cool. Like, and you know what? The thing is, like, for all of the greatness of Mint, um, it's not so great in the graphically tracking and reporting on debt. Yeah. Just like it's not so great on the investment piece, and I'm actually digging into personal capital. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to write stuff on that. But at least on the debt side, like they should definitely check out Ready for Zero because uh, it's free. It's, fu- it's free and it's fucking cool. Yeah, it's free. And if you want to pay your bills through it, so like have it automatically just pay out, they have a, a paid service for that. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I, I think that's it. Same. Okay. Cool. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Uh, remember, uh, don't stop. Stop sending me stuff through the Skype because that picks up on the thing. I like to. I like to text you sweet nothing. Yeah, well, we still text it to me through iMessage since we're not in the same room. I don't know if you guys knew that we're not in the same room. Like only on like I think two or three of our episodes. Yeah, we were in the same room. Yeah, yeah. We'll let you know. But, uh, but we we do have plans to possibly do it in like a bar or something in the future. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. So it'll be super loud. But yeah. uh, email us, listen to money matters at gmail.com if you want your questions answered. If you want to, you know, maybe uh, state your case for the snowball method. Argue with it. us. Argue with us, we, sure. We argue with many listeners over things. So <laughs> we, I don't know if I would put the, I don't know if I would necessarily put it that way. No, I mean, like, you know, people have doubts about what we say. And uh-huh. so we, we discuss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I'm writing a post on this and I'll, I'll break down the numbers and it'll be graphical. So it'll look cool. And you'll be able to see it in a visual representation. And look, here's the thing. So you guys, sassy if you guys like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, preferably iTunes, because we are climbing the charts, my friends. We are climbing. So uh, this is going to go live uh, three weeks after we've already been in the top 10. Yeah, we've been in the top 10. We, were, we, are, we are coming after you, Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. We are telling you. And in order to get even closer we need reviews now i'm gonna read a review that i found pretty pretty good <laughs> pretty 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 good 
This isn't the one that I want to read, right? It is the one you want to read. So then I want to read it. Damn it. I'm all right, I'm reading this one right now. So it's it's uh it's by Robots One Human Zero, which is just about like the coolest name ever. Mm-hmm. So like we already loved it just because that was an awesome review name. And it's uh it's real financial talk for real for real people, five stars. And he says or she says, Yep, we don't know. Let me start off by saying I fell in love with this podcast on first listen. I found it by browsing around for student loan advice and listened to their interview with the broke, busted, and disgusted guy. Which we mentioned on the show today. Right, yeah, and he was an awesome guest. Mm -hmm. What I love about this show is that it feels like real people talking to you about financial problems and advice. Unlike most podcasts where it feels like you're listening to a lecture. Very casual and laid back. Also, to anyone who hates their opening segments... That's the beauty of this podcast. Fuck yeah. Like that was like, I was reading this. I was like, yeah. Cause so many people are like, eh, they're letting us in on their lives. Dot, dot, dot. Sort of. By telling us what they're drinking or telling us about their weekend, we get a glimpse into the real personalities of these hosts. It's what makes this podcast so real. I also enjoy the tidbits they share about their financial screw ups and blunders. It helps the average listener relate. TLDR. What does or, that mean? Or for non-internet people like you, too long, didn't read. Uh, so it's like a summary. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. This. I thought it was a typo. <laughs> no, no. TLDR, so too long, didn't read for the people who don't care. It's, this is what they said. Raw and relatable podcast that is fun and easy to listen to with a dash of comedic relief and mixed up with a Nutribullet. Boom! Nutribullet. They're selling, they're flying off the shelves. It's crazy. Uh, and then just they end it with, keep it up, guys. I can listen to this podcast every day forever. And I just want to add a little artistic thing. I could listen to this podcast every damn day. Every right. damn day. I'm Every gonna, damn day. You know, I, I actually hate Nutribullet. I didn't know if I ever told you that. I think they're the <laughs> stupidest invention on the planet. So um, if, if you want to show Matt what's up, I think you should go to this review and say, yes, it was helpful. And let's make this one the top <laughs> so that just everyone who sees the podcast knows about Nutribullet. I it's think Nutribullets are stupid. They're those made-for-TV little tiny blenders that suck balls. And you should get it, a Vitamix. The, no, the way get, that – huh? You should get a Vitamix. Get a blender that Vitamix. will. Yeah, get a blender that will last you forever, dude. The That'll way make that anything. they, the way that they made it, such that it's like individual cups, and it's just yeah, it's stupid. No, because you never have to clean the blades and shit, or the, like it's just such a. You it, absolutely have to clean the blades. All right, shut up. <laughs> Vitamix is one of those blenders you'll buy. You know, a Nutribullet you'll buy every year because it's made from TV plastic Taiwanese crap. Do you remember when they used to have uh, Shockwave videos and it was like called like I, I Cage do. Match, Death Match or something? I do remember the Shockwave videos, yeah. Yeah, so it was they had like Cage Match and it was it would be like Jesus versus the devil or something. Okay. And there should be a Cage Match of Nutribullet versus Vita <laughs> What's Lame or you know, whatever you're There's a there's that YouTube series called like Will It Blend? I don't know yes. if, I don't know if it is it might be Vitamix. No, no, no. It's like that high brow one. I mean, it's actually yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's what Vitamixes are. Oh, really? Nah, I, I think you're wrong, dude. I, I don't think it's Vitamix. Will it blends? This is actually the favorite part of mo- no, Blend Tech. Blend Tech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they should blend a Nutribullet. <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck you. And you should roll a wooden fit because it's too. No, they blended an iPad once. It'll fit. I know. I remember that. It'll fit. You know, actually, that's awesome. I should I should see if they could do blend a Nutribullet. Yeah, blend a <laughs> How funny would that be? It would be funny. Because it, it, it actually would work, I think. I'm sure it would work, and yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Uh, last but not least, if you guys want to learn about personal finance and money management, we're always writing new stuff and posting up new articles. Listen to moneymatters.com and listen to moneymatters.com slash show. I can't say slash show. So show so many things that I have to say. <laughs> Suffering shuckatash slash slash show. That's it, guys. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, bud. Later, man. <laughs>